You guys, in this episode, we have another amazing question from one of our mastermind yeah. members. Yeah, it's, I don't even know. What is the question? <laughs> <laughs> it is asking us how to be diplomatic, kind, yet firm with clients and vendors, because it's such a balance yeah. to not come across harsh or stern or like you're reprimanding them, but at the same time to make sure you're communicating well, clearly and giving feedback if things aren't going. We are gathered here today to bring together the wedding community. Whether you are a seasoned pro, a newbie planning to start your own wedding business, or an engaged couple hoping to see behind the scenes, we're here to share tips, tricks, and laughs with you as we talk weddings. The Union Podcast is a show that aims to build a community for those in the wedding planning trenches. Join Jamie Wolfer, Heather Laurie Fear, and special guests in roundtable discussions about the challenges and joys of the wedding business. And now, here come your hosts, Jamie and Heather. There is an inevitability that when you're working in a business that involves a lot of people and a lot of different customer service traits and styles that you will run into someone who handles things differently than you or have a client who has expectations that are greater than what you offer or what you're willing to serve or, you know, what's in your package. So finding a way to successfully communicate that is not only important, it's essential. You have to Mm -hmm. figure out how to handle these kinds of situations And sometimes they don't always go to plan or sometimes you don't figure that out until after the situation's passed, but it is absolutely essential to kind of get those ducks in a row. Yeah. I think a lot of it can be handled in advance of a situation and like really getting your organization, your prep work for an event. So dialed in and your pre-event communication. So dialed in that there shouldn't be a whole bunch of surprises on the day of, but personalities are what they are. So you never know what you're going to run into on the day of. So we're going to talk through some different scenarios and how Jamie or I would handle them today. And then, (laughs) yeah, because we are very different. We're very different and that's okay. And we're both, I think, generally falling into these scripters. We're both generally diplomatic, kind, Mm -hmm. and yet firm, but just have different ways of delivering that. And both of us have gotten great feedback with our businesses and with our clients and other vendors as well, Mm -hmm. being really happy working with us. So let's dive on into this. I feel like we kind of discussed so much of like the client element in the mastermind itself. Mm -hmm. We really do Mm -hmm. lean into boundaries and what do you say yes to? What do you say no to? What do you focus on? So obviously if if you are in, what module would that be in? Because if you're in the union mastermind, that is something we most definitely cover is how to place those boundaries with clients. I think it's in the packages. I think it's, it might be in the sixth section that is about keeping your clients happy. I think, well, I know I definitely touch on it in the packages one where it's like, hey, don't Mm -hmm. don't overcommit. So lean into those, Mm -hmm. I think it's three and six would probably be the best mm-hmm. one. So if you haven't gotten to six yet, trust me, we go into that in a whole lot more detail, but it's easier to set boundaries with clients, in my opinion, than it is to set with vendors that you're meeting for the first time on a wedding day. Oh yeah, for yeah. sure. Because they have their own way. They run their mm-hmm. business, their own version of what you're supposed to be doing, their own version of what they're supposed to be doing, you know, just all different variables there where with your client, you're offering them a specific package, ideally selling them properly. So they know your limitation and boundaries upfront. So it's not a surprise. And then things should be relatively smooth on that side. So I think today we're going to mostly talk about Yeah, I think so too, because that one for me is harder too. I don't know, but Mm -hmm. I'm like, you're probably like, you're fine with setting boundaries. But then there's me who's like, 
these people could be a referral. So I really don't want to be aggressive with this, but also they kind of suck and I don't want to work with them ever again. Like, how do I navigate this? Because this is not what I thought I was signing up for. Dealing mm-hmm. with other vendors and their personalities is the biggest curveball in so many situations and so many events where you're just like, I didn't expect you to be this terrible at your job, or I didn't expect you to be this snarky or stuff like that, where you're just like the biggest unknown. You know your clients well enough when you get to that point. You know the guest count. You may have been to the venue. You may have had some experiences. So you have enough worked out with on the client end of things, but the variable of the vendors. Yeah, it can be a challenge. I mean, Jamie, referencing that I am a little more direct with my communication style. Yeah, which is awesome. If you are new to this, which is good. But I will say on the inside, I really don't like hurting people's feelings. Yeah. <laughs> I really don't ever mean to like cause a ruffle or offend someone or upset them. But I just like the words that come out of my mouth sometimes are just more direct than they are intended to be. And that is something I'm personally working on, but it's just that eight personality in me that I, the words just come out direct. I can't, I try to rein it in. And I literally in my head, I'm like, how is the nicest, most gentle way to say this? And then I say it and the person still looks at me like that was kind of not that nice. And I'm like, whoopsie, I thought I sorted that out. And then there's me. That's literally the exact opposite. That's like, I sugarcoat the heck out of that so much that it's like cloyingly sweet and almost annoying to like swallow that pill. I, I'm like, hi, 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 you're doing so great. Also those pants, girl, those are so cute. So we're running just like a little bit behind, just like 37 minutes behind. And so I just wanted to double check that like you, you know, just want to see when you're like, I am the opposite of clear and direct by nature. I have to force myself to be like, Hey, just let to check in. We're running late over here. How much time do you like need to finish up whatever you're doing so we can get the boogie on? It took me time to get there. I, that is not my gift. Mm-hmm. I envy your directness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a blessing and a curse. <laughs> Cause if I don't think it through and really the way I lean into it, you guys, is if you're someone that leans more this way, I do my reminders very early. Mm. Like I circulate the room and like 15, 20 minutes before something is going to be a problem. I talk to them about it because I feel like the ability for me to sound like a jerk increases when it's like there was a deadline 10 minutes ago and I'm checking in and they're all lined versus if I check in 20 minutes before and be like, Oh, how's it going? This, we got about 20 minutes left for this to be on time. How's it looking? And then if they're like, Oh, we're running a little behind, be like, okay, cool. We'll adjust the plan right now. So we accommodate that. No problem. And then I catch it before suddenly I am now the nagging direct woman that is telling them they are doing a bad job because ultimately, you know, people will internalize it as that if they are now behind and I've kind of caught them in that situation where I give them a chance to fix it, to come up with a solution before we hit the point of no return where there is a problem. So that is one of my biggest tips running a wedding on the whole day is I make the entire schedule of the day. And you guys, I make like neurotically detailed (laughs) timelines, like line by line, every person at the wedding gets their own column of their own schedule. Like the couple, both people in the couple, the wedding party on both sides, the parents, the each vendor, I like to try to play out the schedule for each person so I can predict where are the problems? Mm. Where is it likely? Like I've interacted with this wedding party. I'm guessing that's going to be the side of the group kind of running behind. How does that impact everybody else? Right. Cause it's like a web, how it all fits together. And the vendors, same thing, like your florals arrive late. That's going to throw off 
us being able to let people in the room, whatever, you know, it's like ripple effect. So I try to look at each person's schedule and I go around and my schedule is really staying 20 minutes in front of all that being like, hi, how's it going? You on time? You not on time? What's happening? And then that way I can circle back around and tell everybody else they're 15 minutes behind. No big deal. We're just pushing your stuff back 15 minutes. And it's, that's just what I do. That's literally, I just think I am the master of the schedule all day of just buffering people's screw ups because it's going to happen. It's going to happen. That's not me. (laughs) I know that's like, if I'm explaining what I do on a wedding day, that is my process, which may not be at all what Jamie's saying. I do the five minute rule. It's most of the time. So I'm like, I'm just going to trust that you're going to get your job done unless you've already given me. And I think you and I are in agreement on this. I'm just going to trust that you're going to get your job Mm -hmm. done unless I've already seen a red flag, unless you already showed up later, Mm -hmm. you already gave me attitude or I'm starting to notice like, Hey, we're doing this in five minutes and you're nowhere near close. And then I'm like, I'm watching you for Mm -hmm. the rest of the day. Right. That's Mm -hmm. when I make that switch. It's like, I, my mental focus goes towards less of those details and less of that timeline really. And more of the general vibe and feeling of the event. Cause if we're running 20 minutes behind, but everyone feels good, I could care less. Mm -hmm. Now I want to start it now, but I like to watch the vibe in the ceremony space, how the bride is acting, how she's feeling. Is she Mm -hmm. antsy? Is she nervous? Is she those kinds of things? And when I'm like, there's a vendor that's causing this mama bear mode. That's when I'm like Mm -hmm. activated. Okay. I no longer can leave you unattended or trust that you will get the job done that you've been hired to do. Right. You have Mm -hmm. now shown me that there's a red flag. Now, I think probably you and I both have that same mentality of like, if there is a red flag that we've noticed earlier, we're going to be paying attention to that. But that's not something that we really knew until at least I didn't know for a couple events. Like, Hey, that's not normal. Hey, wait, why aren't you doing this? Wait, you're not really doing your job. And then realizing that I'm the one that's supposed to be correcting them. No one else is going to. Yeah. Yeah. And that is important to realize that is your job. Yes. You guys, you are in charge of making sure everyone else is doing their job and it can be very difficult to maintain it as diplomatic and kind, get firm to give them that guidance and feedback. And sometimes you're going to have a vendor that literally is just like, I don't care what you're saying. There was a wedding last year that I didn't even tell you this because it was a wedding that was through, through your company (laughs) that the photographer, no, it was the videographer was like a friend of theirs and was drinking, was dancing, was in the middle of the reception, still working, like literally like drinking a beer filming. And I'm just like, Mm -mm. Oh my God. Mm -mm. And at one point she was snappy towards the team because her assistant was also drinking and it was just like causing some chaos. And I went and talked to the couple, but just on the side being like, Oh, how are you guys feeling? Everything looking good. All the vendors you are happy with everybody. And they're like, oh yeah. And we saw our friend, I won't say her name that. And then I realized, oh, that videographer is their friend. Yeah. So I'm like, this is a friender, which they had not explicitly told me before. I knew it was a person not from the wedding industry that they were like a videographer from another field. Mm-hmm. And so just the expectations were not mm. in alignment. I would expect yeah. from a vendor. And so then I realized like, okay, I'm just going to back up. Like if this is, and they said, oh yeah, she's worked all of our friends' weddings. And like, this is what they expected from yeah. her. This was an okay way to work in their opinion. And I was like, okay, yeah. I'm not going to touch this. And if this is what they are paying for and happy with then cool but like in a normal situation had the couple been like yeah we were a little concerned about that like I checked in with them because ultimately they're the ones paying her and if this is the vibe they're okay with and but had that been a different reaction I probably would have talked to them and been like hey guys we need to you know have any more beverages until the main events of the reception are over right. I guess since that's what you're already doing right. like wrangling that in can be pretty hard okay. but 
in that situation, I let it be up to the couple. Right. Starting a business in the wedding industry is honestly hard enough. You know it. I know it. It can be really tough to get going. So why make it more difficult by building out the tech from scratch? That's why we recommend using HoneyBook, my absolute favorite client tracking software for any wedding industry position. Y'all, this is the only wedding tracking software that I have used for five years, and I cannot recommend it enough. Head on over to theunionpodcast.com slash HoneyBook to receive 50% off your first year. You heard it here, 50% off. Or there's situations where like you have to do it on behalf of the couple and it will benefit them whether they know it or not. So my story, like, okay, so there's actually two that I want to share because one was like a key pivotal, like shifting moment for me. And the other one's just a wild story. All right. Deal with it. (laughs) So I might've shared it on the podcast before I had, I know I've told you about this. Coincidentally, it it is also a videographer. This videographer had been a pain in my patookas the entire day, very much full of themselves, very much like I'll do what I want to do and everyone else will kind of fall around what I need to do. Brought the photographer to tears, kept stepping in front of her shots. She's like, I can't even get the shots that I need to get. So we were running about 20 minutes behind for the start of the reception. And this videographer had promised one shot inside of the venue before we let people inside. Now, this is an old family friend of mine. The mother of the bride is one of my mom's best friends and has been for decades. She knew my mom before I was even alive. Like we're talking, this woman trusts me. And she's like, can you please figure out what's going on? People are really hungry. And she's such a great hostess. Like her and my mom are just, man, they're next level. So I'm like, of course, I've been checking in. It seems like we're running into some issues with photo and video. I'll go look. And this videographer had promised that he would get a shot of the couple in the venue before we brought people inside. And I was like, dumbfounded. Photographer has tears in her eyes. He was very aggressive with his approach. And I went to my assistant and I was like, what do I do? Like full on dropped the professionalism veil. And I was like, I don't even know what to do. And she goes, you have kids. What would you say to them? And I was like, what? Right. She's like, what would you say to them? Hey, I recognize that you really had intentions of getting this shot. Unfortunately, I have 150 people I'm looking at who really need to get to dinner before we start getting some disgruntled emotions in here. So if there's if you can make it happen in the next 90 seconds, absolutely. Let's run over and do that really quickly. If not, then we're going to need to go ahead and move on with the rest of the evening and you can find another shot to take. But unfortunately, as it's taken far too long, more than we've scheduled for this, I hope you can understand that we also have the needs of the guests to tend to. And I was like, boom, that just came out. Like I wasn't trying to be patronizing. I was just being clear and direct. And the bride cried. She was really frustrated because that she wanted that shot that the videographer yeah. had promised. But sometimes you just have to step in and make those decisions and make that commentary or yank the chain and like, be like, pull the drain. Sorry, it can't happen. It can't happen because Mm -hmm. trust me, you're going to feel miserable if you find out that all of your guests were miserable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's very tough sometimes to make those calls and to be in a position where there's not really like a great option. Like neither of those are going to be like total wins, (laughs) but it's just kind of like, what's the least damage, like them walking in and half their guests just peace out, like by relieving because we're over this would be far worse than missing this one image, which really they're probably not going to care about in the long term. Like that video is still going to look great without that. Yeah. I mean, they're gutted, but they would be more gutted if they lost half the wedding, you know? So um, sometimes it means making those decisions and other times it means it's just like wild. And I promise it won't be story time the whole time, but we had a venue owner get wasted, go around, start taking photos when there were not supposed to be any photos of this event. She had had cancer in a certain region that should not be shared with people. And she was removing clothing to share that with people. We're talking next level. What are you supposed to do while still remaining diplomatic? But this person is clearly out of control. 
right? Like you're like, what, how do you rescue that? What are you supposed to be doing in that situation? So luckily there was a contact for someone else who knew her. So we could bring that person in to babysit, but you will run across these situations where it was like, oh, and we had almost no cell service at this venue, like at all. So it was almost like, oh, mm. what are you supposed to do? How, how do you do that? How do you handle it? And I'm not saying we did everything mm-hmm. perfectly, but all of this to say, no matter what you do, no matter how successfully you go, you will still continue to run across stuff like this. So how do you mitigate and do damage control while still not letting the client see or letting them in to help you make the decision? Or you know, maybe you bring a guest or two in to help you mitigate the situation. But it's also important to recognize that there will be a point that you cannot handle this on your own. There will be a mm-hmm. situation or a vendor or a person that you're like, I got to tap somebody else in to tag team this. For sure. Yeah, it's so crazy, the dynamics there. And I think you brought up something smart or that person had said to you that you're a mom, so you know how to handle yeah. this. And we were talking between podcast recordings <laughs> about talking to our kids yeah. and gentle parenting and acknowledging feelings and things. And I think that's a smart approach to handling a vendor who is maybe frustrated and that's really showing Mm. or a vendor who, you know, is having a really good time and they're (laughs) not really focusing on their job, like extremes of any sort where you can just be like, Hey, I see you're a little frustrated. It looks like you're, you know, things haven't been going smooth today. I totally get that. You totally have the right to be frustrated, but remember we're here and the clients can see right now. We're like in the room, you got to rein it in. You got to rein it in. How can I support you in doing that? You know, that? There's, like, there's something you just said about like recognizing their frustration that really sucks the air out of the balloon. Because yeah. if they're like grumbly, like no one paying attention. Yeah, have you had that situation where a vendor is just like yes. kind of, and you're like, hey, I can tell that you're frustrated. I would love to work through that with you because I want to make sure that you feel like you're providing the level of service that you want to provide. At the same time that we're not neglecting the rest of the event. I know that's not your intent, but let's make sure that we come to something equitable here in the middle. Calling them out on that in a kind way, a bit like, hey, you're stomping your feet. <laughs> like, you're clearly upset with how this is going. So how can we reach some sort of middle ground on this really does suck the wind out of sales and just like calls them out for their behavior in a very direct, kind, but respectful way. Yeah. And just letting them know, Hey, I'm acknowledging, I see you are not happy with how this (laughs) is going right now. I've had vendors who showed up to set up at events and like a table that was supposed to be there, wasn't ready for them. And they were like, Oh, you know, this is throwing me off. I'm trying to get set up. And I'm just like, yeah, I see you're frustrated. Let me see what I can do with the venue and just acknowledging that I think allows them to be like, okay, cool. This isn't what they were expecting. Mm -hmm. Like they're not, this isn't the best they can do and we're going to fix it. Like at least telling them that allows them to feel a bit better. Like I said, you could have such a huge range of emotions. You guys, you can have someone who's grumpy. You can have someone who's going wild on the dance floor. You, (laughs) anything in between is what can happen with these vendors. So it's like to figure out every scenario of how you're going to handle it is almost impossible for us to tell you. But I think if you approach it in that respectful Mm -hmm. way of acknowledging kind of what's going on first and letting them know, Hey, this has been really hard today. Like there was a wedding last year also where the AC went out um, in the limo for the entire wedding (gasps) party, the limo van. And then also in the venue, you guys, and it was like the hottest day of all time in San Diego. So everyone was melting. Like literally they were overheating to the point the bride had to take part of her dress off and sit and just like air out photos. And then when they were so looking forward to going to the reception and being cool in the AC, the AC died in there too. And it was like a disaster. It was this huge overarching disaster where it was just like, 
I can't fix the AC at this venue. The venue is doing all they can. They put fans, they've tried to open doors, but like, there's literally nothing else we can do. And it was just a thing that whole day, all the vendors were like sweating through our clothes. Like no one is comfortable. No one is happy about this. And anytime I talked to anyone, I'd be like, man, you were doing a great job. I know this is just so hard Mm. today, but you were really trucking through and trying to just like, even if they weren't showing that they were annoyed and frustrated, like they were, there was no way you were feeling good in that scenario. And I think those sort of things really help the vendors Mm. feel good and like they can communicate with you if something is upsetting them like because you're already showing you will acknowledge their feelings you're thinking about them and you're empathetic towards yeah I think I go into the mentality I go into every event or I try to with like okay who can I pull away from this event I'd like to add to my preferred vendors list who am I gonna love working with so much that I want to show them off to future clients it may be nobody it may be the entire team I don't know yet but that's my mentality is like how can this event be more than just a successful event how can this grow how can I find my new wedding best friend maybe not for everybody but I'm like hey I want more friends because I'm a three and that's what Mm -hmm. we do but going into it with that mentality of like I am here to support everybody absolutely everyone Mm -hmm. and that doesn't always work and there will be moments where you're like I'm done supporting you I don't like you anymore that's probably the whole point of this podcast is what do you do when you get there? But I think also the part of having mitigating some of this is having a solid game plan before you even get into it. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like I said, I make the most neurotically detailed (laughs) timelines and I pre-communicate with every vendor, like to the point where they're probably like, this lady scares me. I'm afraid to work with her. But then when I'm there, it's, I'm really not all over them. I try to be very friendly and just be there to support them. And that's part of why I check in with them, you know, consistently and ahead of time. So it's like, is there anything you foresee you need me to do? And then I can stay ahead Mm. of it. And we ideally never run into a giant disaster. The same thing with those timelines that I make that are really detailed. I use Timeline Genius, Mm -hmm. which you guys should check out. There's even an option to pre-program like text reminders to vendors. So sometimes if a vendor is going to be driving in from far away or needs any like reminders of where to park, for example, I'll do a text reminder before of like, remember it's street parking. So, and here's a preferred valet nearby. Like I'll have that as a reminder to them 30 minutes before they're supposed to be there. Something like that, where it's not just like, Hey, you're supposed to be here. Where are you? Like annoying nagging text, but something you useful that they get. And they're like, Oh, that was thoughtful. That's like a helpful thing for me to get. So I think framing everything as how can you be helpful? How can you serve and support the vendors Mm -hmm. in advance? Like really makes it where they feel like you're working as a team and not there. Like, even though you are responsible and kind of in charge of them, Mm -hmm. you're not there to just be their boss. You're there to support the team and succeeding. And then I think the last thing is like, no, you just can't win them all. There will be situations Mm -hmm. where you just have to walk away and not walk away without a win, I should say, but where Mm -hmm. it's just going to be like, I know that my client is frustrated and I can't fix it for them. All I can do is just sit in it with them and be like, I am mm-hmm. so sorry that it is going like this. Share some evidentiary support if necessary. You know, I kind of noticed a couple signs, maybe not on their wedding day. Maybe this is a follow-up conversation because sometimes mm-hmm. it's just like, just don't talk about it. You may need to figure it out afterwards mm-hmm. so they can get a refund or, mm-hmm. you know, if they thought the service was great, but they trust you. And you could say, I would strongly recommend not recommending that person again. You will have those conversations. It's not all going to be mm-hmm. fixed. You can't just kindly or sweetly talk your way back into having a great success of an event. You got to know when to fold them. Just be like, this is okay. I'm just going to watch you for the rest of the night and probably have to hound you, even though I don't want to. And you're not going to see me as the bubbly teddy bear person that I was at the beginning of this event, because you're ruining it. Like you are single-handedly derailing this portion of the event and I can't trust you anymore. And at that point, it's how do you protect the client? How do you protect the event? And how do you learn from this? So it never happens again to the best of your abilities. Can we all just collectively agree that 2022 is going to be the year that we no longer leave money on the table? That's why we absolutely love Generation Tux and their amazing 
partner program. Yes, we do, Jamie. They are amazing over there. We love their suits and we love this program. Why do we love this program, Jamie? Tell them. Why. Okay. Well, obviously they're the only suit company that I wanted for Brothers Wedding, right? But in addition to that, they will actually give your client a discount. And in addition to that, you end up getting a referral payout as well. So I don't know about you, but I don't think it gets any better than that. I'll say what's even better about it, you guys. If you're a newbie to this affiliate game, this is like the easiest thing to get started with. It feels super comfortable and authentic. They hold your hand as you get started and actually have a conversation with you and make sure you understand what they've got going on over there. So if you're listening to this podcast going, how do I get started with affiliate stuff? This is confusing and overwhelming. This is step one. This is an easy partnership. You're going to have fun working with them and provide your clients an amazing product. So go over to the unionpodcast.com slash tux and uh, get started. Check it out. And we hope you enjoy working with Generation Tux. Yeah, I think protecting the client and when there are situations where like I had once a DJ show up late and stuff got, it went poorly. The ceremony went poorly because they were late and the DJ was then very, very grumpy because he was not performing well Mm. and had this bad situation. And the couple was wanting me to try to like start figuring out some sort of rebate or something, you know, on the situation and which they totally deserved. But I pulled them aside and I'm like, we will have time to deal with this. I know this is frustrating. We will Mm. get this course corrected, but right now you're at your wedding. Like you need to just try to be here Mm. and let's just take a minute and like, let's move through this and know I'm going to be here to support you. Like this isn't just going to pass and we're going to forget about this as this happened, but we don't want this to ruin the whole evening for you and make this an entire event just focused on that. Like that's not the point of this. So we were able to recalibrate, move forward Mm. and everything for them went great. And then after the fact, we were, you know, in a little argument, but we dealt with it. Well, that's that's like, what an intentional, Heather, that's so good. That's so good because you will come across these situations with clients where like a vendor will make a choice or a decision that will bring your client to tears. Mm -hmm. Absolutely to tears. I had a couple, they're dancers. This is the end of last year. They could not wait to get onto the dance floor. And their band leader was such a, oh my gosh, this man had the nerve the nerve to be like, here's my card. If you want to recommend me to people. And I was like, dude, you complained about driving two hours here. I live in Waco. I'm not recommending you to anybody. It was up in the Dallas area. And the one thing that they said was like, we don't want any upbeat music or swing dance. Please don't play any upbeat music until it's time. Guess what homeboy did. He led the band into upbeat music where everyone was on the dance floor before the bride could even change into her dancing dress. So I go into the bathroom once she's changed and she's just crying. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. He said he wouldn't. And he did. I went over to him like while they were playing and I basically did like a, what the heck are you doing? And he shrugs like he couldn't help it. Like the band leader just accidentally, he's the drummer too. So he literally controls the beat. So he's like, I don't know. The music just went away. That was the, the look he was giving. The music just came out just, that, way. Just came out that way. I don't know. And we specifically said, you know, don't start playing. Don't start playing. And he goes, okay, well, what if I just play something soft? And the bride's like, I don't think he knows how to do that. And I'm like, okay, well, what do you want me to do? And then while I'm having this conversation, he starts to play. And I'm like, that's when I go out and give him the look. She's crying. I know it's not going to be a win, but it ends up being one of those things of like, I am here with you. I understand that you're frustrated and in pain right now. I'm going to give you enough of an explanation to get you through the next 10 minutes of emotions. And we can deal with the rest of this tomorrow. Right. Because sometimes you do have to offer an explanation on the spot because it's just crippling them. Like they just can't see past it. Or this is a huge crushing blow and you're a dancer and everyone's starting the dance floor without you. Like just so sad. So I guess those are just kind of the things that you'll just have to experience and learn in time. And now that you've heard our stories and heard our experiences with some of these, maybe you can more quickly adopt them 
into practice mm-hmm. where you're like, Hey, this is something where I can tell my client, like, this is a tomorrow thing today. Focus on your wedding or where you go yeah. to your client and say, you're right. That's up. I'm just as mad as you are. Let's sit in it for a moment. And then I will help you deal with this tomorrow. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a very precious gift to try to keep your clients in the moment Mm -hmm. because that's the big day. Like that is the moment. And it's so easy to have a beautiful day and an amazing party and a bunch of people there have a great time. But if the couple doesn't enjoy their own wedding, that is not the goal, you guys. So getting them to get back in the moment, giving them whatever reassurance you can, helping them be in the room Mm -hmm. and actually see everything that they've worked so hard to put together, I think is the best gift you can give them. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I've had situations like that too, where actually your brother and his wife with the sign in the seating being flipped. Yeah. Like they had a seating assignment mix up and these huge tables with like, I don't even know, 80 people at each table with flip-flop. And it was like heartbreaking to her that they were flip-flopped because she wanted certain family members at these long banquet tables on the opposite sides of the room. And it was like, she, it was their previewing the room right before people are going to walk into the space. And I'm like, we can't move the chairs that fast because there was maybe eight seats more on one side than the other. And we'd have to squish people. And I mean, realistically in the grand scheme, from my perspective, it didn't make any difference, but to her, it was like, this is a disaster. Right. And I'm like, we have to honor that. We have to feel yeah. these feelings and then realize like, this is just like, we can't change the whole layout of the room right yeah. now. And unfortunately it was mirrored in the drawing and that is what we followed. Yeah. And we're just, the guests will mingle after as the reception keeps mm. going. And like, she was able to calm down, but I felt so bad to oh, have yeah. her crying. And she was like, very sad about yes. this. And I'm like, your guests aren't going to know they're still going to have fun. Yeah. Like no one's going to have this event ruined because of this, except you, if you stay in this moment. And so we need to figure out how we can move forward. Yeah. And hopefully, I don't know you're on the other end. Maybe she hates me. I don't know. Oh no. But I don't think I no, handled no. it terribly. I was just like, oh my gosh, this is not a problem I've yeah. seen before. And I hate to see the couple that sad. And that's, you know, and your brother yes. is so sweet with her. Oh, your brother's just the so, sweetest. He's so intentional with her. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. They're disgustingly cute. And like also very attractive, which <laughs> makes me want to throat punch them. They're just beautiful ugh. people. Like they're ugh. a model couple. They're ugh, just disgusting, but you'll also see <laughs> new elements of your clients on their wedding day. Okay. Didn't realize this emotion would come out or I was, I didn't yeah. realize how strong this would feel for you or you know, Mm -hmm. sleepless nights and stress are catching up where to you, it may feel like, I don't know why we're having this strong reaction, but you still have to hold space. So it is that element of, you know, you're probably not going to know some of this until you get there. (laughs) You have no idea how absolutely ridiculous vendors can be until you get into it. But as long as you can adopt the method of like clear, direct, respectful, kind, but firm communication, dude, treat them all like your kids. Okay. Even if you don't have kids, Mm -hmm. Without the patronizing element, just like, I, hey, I, I see you're stomping your feet. Oh, and my favorite, okay, wait, wait, <laughs> is when they deny it. And they're like, I'm not mad. Mm-hmm. I'm not mad. And you're like, mm, okay, well. You're experiencing an emotion <laughs> that most would call anger or frustration. Well, I mean, clearly that's on me for misinterpreting that. But it does feel <laughs> as though something about the situation isn't going the way that you intended for it to go. So I want to give, like, mm-hmm. open up the floor for us to talk about that. Yeah, well, you know, I'm just... There's only two parking spots and I have four cars in my team. And I, what am I supposed to do? You're just like, okay, wow. <laughs> yeah. You're totally That's, not mad at all. No, it seems like normal communication mm-hmm. for you. <laughs> it's just, yeah. 
you just don't kind of don't know until you're into it. Yeah. So they'll bring into it what they're bringing into it. Who knows what happened to that person on the way (laughs) there, what they've got going on in their home life. And I think it's good to keep that perspective Mm. too, is don't take it personally that that's about Mm. you. But as Jamie says, it's not your job, but it's your responsibility. (laughs) And so helping them figure out where to park those cars. I have had people yell at me because there was only valet. And I'm like, I know I warned you about 10 times in those pre-emails. Did you not see the text message? Okay. It is. I am obviously the person that designed the parking structure clearly, here. So clearly. yell at me, go ahead. Yeah. And then once we work through the emotions and we go, let's find a solution yep. and uh, that's what you can do. And then that's why at the end of every event, find your soundboard, find the person to say, here's what went well. Here's what didn't go well. You know, in our mastermind, we often encourage the group to uh, come together in the Facebook group, like just go mm-hmm. vent there. If you don't have an assistant with you, Let's say that person's brand new and you don't want to scare them into thinking that you have no idea what you're doing, even though you have no idea what you're doing in that moment. If you want to save face or if you just want like someone else who gets it, I don't know about you, but sometimes talking to my husband, he likes to make everything like construction analogies. And I'm like, no, Mm -hmm. can you just let me tell my story without you relating it to concrete drying? I need to just share. And that's going to be the biggest learning point is you're going to experience Mm -hmm. it and not all of it's going to go great. So who can you talk to about it? How can you soundboard? How can you journal? How can you talk to another person in the industry that gets it in a smart and practical and and not trash talky kind of way. So not mm-hmm. to other vendors yeah. there. Oh, I made that mistake once where I complained about the photographer to the caterer and the caterer goes, yeah, mm. uh, well, when we've worked with him in the past, like when he shot our entire lookbook for our full catering menu, he was really on time with all of this stuff. And I was like, and I never got the photos from that event, by the way, <laughs> but it was like no. the third one I worked. So I was like, and I wasn't trying to trash talk. I was just like, yeah, just, he was really hard to get a hold of. So, you know, I wish I knew where he was right now, but maybe this is just fitting with kind of how he does business or whatever. Yeah. So just finding a safe way, a good way to just share that will be one of the smartest things you can do for your business. Yeah. And remembering to keep your emotions out of it. I think if you can be like the calm anchor Mm. holding everybody down and whatever chaos happens, like that is really my goal is I'm like, I'm going to stay calm and I'm going to just stay solution oriented and the entire building can be on fire. Solution oriented. That is what I am all about on a wedding day. And that is really the only way I can approach it in my mind. I'm like, I can support the people in doing their best job and creating the best event and be solution oriented when things are going off the rails and staying calm. Cause ultimately you panicking is not going to help anybody. So don't do that. If you're going to cry, go to a closet. Okay. Go to closet, let it out and then bootstrap it on out of there. All right. Yep. Get back out there. (laughs) Put on your green face. We make wedding planning sounds like so much fun. It's so fun. I mean, like you guys, this is the best job. Who's so. ready to join the have industry? Uh, speaking of which, we have a wait list for the Union Mastermind. How's that for a segue? We do. We do, guys. But we've now successfully, um, what, a couple hundred people have gone through that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The numbers are growing Same. and it's so awesome. It's just the best community and they support each other so much in that Facebook group. They are like seeing them succeed mm. and grow their social media accounts and their client list. It's thrilling to watch and to be a part of. And to watch, I mean, the posts that we'll get of like, I booked my first client today. I can't, I'm freaking out. Or like, Hey, guess what? And that's someone that went through, started their own YouTube channel or Hey, I went through this. Here's my experience. I just need someone to hold space and just listen for a minute because this really frustrated me or this meant a lot to me or this broke my heart. Mm -hmm. Because like I said, the soundboarding part of this entire process is one of the most valuable things. And that's been our feedback from the mastermind is how many people didn't realize how much the community would impact them and affect them. So if you've been on the fence about starting your wedding planning journey, I mean, and you're listening to an episode like this one, sorry, sorry to start you off with that. (laughs) But two, like we do highly encourage, jump on that wait list. We'd love to have you in there. You deserve to be surrounded by a community of peers. 
who understand and can mm-hmm. hold space and can communicate with you and make you feel less alone. It's a lot. And sometimes you are crying in a closet and you just want someone to understand where you're coming from. For sure. Yeah. Check out the unionmastermind.com for that, you guys. And the truth is a lot of the weddings go pretty smoothly and all the vendors are <laughs> yeah. awesome and everything is great. Yeah. Like, but there are, you know, some bad apples in the bunch. <sighs> Some frustrating moments. Yeah. I mean, realistically, I would say I haven't had a single wedding where everything no, was perfect. No, of course not. Yeah. There's always something because no. there's just a lot of moving parts. <laughs> so you kind of got to be prepared that something's probably not going to go perfect. You're going to have some little part of the day that goes off the rails. And that's why you're there. That's really mm-hmm. why you're there to push it back on the rails and keep it moving. Not if something goes well, when, right? Yeah. So you'll handle it. You've got this. And we can't wait to hear more about how you succeed after <laughs> hearing this whole beautiful podcast episode. <laughs> Um, so if you are following us over on Instagram, maybe, you know, feel free to send us a message. Let us know your thoughts. Let us know your successes, your failures and moments with communicating with vendors. We'd love to hear if that. If you have any horror stories too, that actually might make for a pretty darn good episode. Feel free to send those on in yeah. because, you know, one, we need content and two, it just feels good to share sometimes when you're just like, I need to get this out. And we'd like to be the receptacle of that sharing. So uh, feel free to shoot us an email at what's our email address. Do we have any info at the union <laughs> I know things. My gosh, guys, thanks for making it through this episode. I promise if you can get through this, you can get through anything. You're killing it out there and we'll see you in the next one. You've just walked down the aisle of today's episode of the union podcast. Thank you for celebrating today's show with us. We hope that you found a little gem of wedding wisdom from this episode. Please let us know your feedback by sharing a screenshot of this episode on Instagram. Be sure to tag at Union Podcast so we can hear your voices. Let us know what topics you'd love to hear about on future episodes. And don't forget to subscribe to the show on whatever podcast platform you prefer. Until next time, stay lovely, wedding friends.